I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following program is brought to you by your friends at Podcast One. Don't forget to download our new Podcast One app. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. It's that little chico pit boom, Mr. 305, but I said Mr. Worldwide, you already know what it is. Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Subscribe today. Now, part of the things that we're doing over here at Negative to Positive is encouraging people to change their lives, change the things that are within their power. I want to thank our good friends at KFC for helping me bring this to you. Feed your whole crew with KFC. Let's go. I can get the KFC bucket of chicken and you know, that's fire. Now, Bobo, you know that you could get that mac and cheese, that mashed potato, gravy, those biscuits. Now, that's that's trouble right there. That is fire right there. You know, on Negative to Positive, we're always talking about striving and achievement. And, and the Colonel Sanders story is, is a story that inspired me since I was 10 years old. Look how our life comes full circle. Now I'm talking about Colonel Sanders and Kentucky Fried Chicken and how much I love it. <laughs> Listen to my new podcast from Negative to Positive. Check out the vodcast. Subscribe today. Apple Podcast. Podcast One. Spotify. Edition of Wrestling Sheet Radio. I'm your host, ProWrestlingSheet.com, Editor-in-Chief Ryan Satin, here with my co-host, Jamie Iovine. Happy holidays, everyone. And my other co-host, Kevin Silva. I love that Jamie's so sweaty from running from his car right now. <laughs> it was, 
Yeah. I, it's I, I felt bad too because uh, a little peek behind the curtain here. We're running a little late from when we normally record, and because they did their spoiler review for Star Wars, and we're about not, to play them all right now. Yeah, no, no <laughs> we're not spoiling any Star Wars yet. But uh, but no, uh, they did. They went a little long. And I told Jamie like, hey, you can grab something from your car. He got us gifts for the holidays, and then Sweet. right oh, yeah. the second you walked out the door is when they opened the door to like leave after they were done recording. I was like, oh, I should have told well, Jamie I, to leave. I got, damn it. I got some gifts for the wrestling sheet crew. I thought okay. all of us were going to be here. I'm but. sorry. Sorry, Jamie. Uh, Eli bailed at the last second. I got so starting off. I got a couple. Got a couple WCW racers. Oh, what? <laughs> so you guys can <laughs> choose so those. Tight. This one's crazy. I don't even know who that is. It looks like it looks like the Zodiac is on the hood. Is that like it's either it's got to either be Sting. It's got to be Sting, right? It, I mean, it's got to be Sting. Yeah, you know, it says on the back, Sting. It's a Sting car. Oh, this is cool. Yeah. Oh, I like that. That's awesome. I love Thanks, it. What's man. yours? Let me see. Hold on. Dash. Wolfpack. I know. I, th- I thought Ryan would go for the Wolfpack. You're one going first. for Wolfpack? It. Look, look, look at the Wolfpack car, though. That car's kind of that's like a ro- roadster. Yeah, roadster. Cool. You know, I'm not gonna lie. I kind of like the Sting one more just because it's. Here, I, I like like real 80s WCW looking things. Kevin Nash, whatever kind of car this is. Yeah, it's like a little. It's a bug, like a little bug hot rod kind of. It's like a hot rod car. Yeah, and then there's the NASCAR Sting. Well, that's black and it's a it's crow sting. That's They're cool. both in the nineties, yeah. and I got awesome. this. I wanted to get What's three. Like, like, there's not three cars. Oh, oh, okay. What's the third thing? <laughs> this cool little box. Oh, that's wait, cool. wait, let me see that. Oh, that's pretty cool. It has a little lock on top. It's got a little lock on top. It's got the Nasty Boys on. It's got the Undertaker and Bret Hart. Oh, that's pretty cool. Ooh, that is pretty cool. It has a WWF logo on there. This is cool. Right. Yeah, you can put your lunch in there. From 1993. <laughs> <laughs> you show it to Fox. I'm, I'm trying to think of like somewhere I can take this God, appropriately, and so I can't, cool. so I'll take the car because that can go on my desk, and I like that. Uh, That'd be really funny if you took that to Fox. So. <laughs> uh, well, let's get into some of the top stories of the week this week. Uh, let's kick it off with uh, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane suffered an injury during the main event of TLC, or at least uh, suffered an apparent injury. Uh, it seemed like she was pretty out of it pretty early on yeah. in the match. It got weird at the end. Yeah, it got really weird. Yeah, and I weird. and I didn't. I mean, obviously, hindsight twenty twenty, we find sure. out later that she's injured. But it, you definitely even. I mean, I wasn't even. I, I mean, that was towards the end of a joint of for me. So I was already in La La Land <laughs> when that match happened. But um, but I was just even then. I was like. Yeah, and I was already super exhausted from the party oh, that yeah, earlier yeah. that day. Yep. <laughs> long weekend. It was a long weekend. A lot of stuff going on this weekend. And it's hot in here. Yeah, they were, they so, were angry so angry about Star I could Wars feel the, I could feel the Star Wars energy. That's what here. we said we walked in. It literally feels like the angriest Star Wars session like, like, just went in like here. There's like, like that pink ooze underneath us and like <laughs> making us angry, too. But I feel like I, there's like a lava pit underneath yeah. us. But I just, um, I, I mean, it was scary. I mean, especially the spot where, because um, at first... You you kind of saw Kyrie start doing things that you're like, what is she doing? Like in the sense that like when she started throwing chairs all over the place, when she started like kind of looking like she was going off the script a little bit. Right, yeah. Which I was even then I was like, why is she doing this? This is interesting. Yep. And then and then the spot that really freaked me out was the powerbomb spot. Yeah, of course. Which, well, first there was the spear before it too. Well, that. But I think the powerbomb one was a lot more um, – Gave a lot more evidence of to her mental state because yeah. she was not going up for that at all, and it was kind of crazy to me because clearly she's a ragdoll at this point, and Charlotte's got to be thinking, 
What? You know? Oh, yeah. I gotta, I gotta really drive this bitch through a table. You know? Like what? I, I, I don't understand. Like, like are you sandbagging me or because, you? Yeah. You know, because English yeah. isn't her first language, I don't know how evident it was to the people that were in the heat of the moment. Right. You know, I don't know if it was as evident to them. I think that they knew that you know she got a little loopy a little bit, and they were trying. From what I heard, that she did. Um, you know, kind of forget parts of the match, and they were they were talking spots to she her. Looks and like stuff she like got that. a bell rung, yeah, yeah. But uh, but I mean that also happens in wrestling all the time, you know. So I don't think that they thought that they knew how, right. how serious it could or could not be because we don't know how serious it is. Like I mean, all I know like is that yeah, all like I know it. is that she is is hasn't been cleared. I don't know if she suffered a concussion. I don't know anything like that. I just know that she hasn't been cleared. Um, that she's likely. Um, that she's been pulled from the Madison Square Garden show that's right after Christmas. So um, it's still a case-by-case situation. I, I don't feel like it's on the fault of the Oh, no. I felt like more so if anyone should have stepped in, I guess it would have been the referees, I guess, who needed to kind of make an, a decision that they needed to relay to the back that maybe it was worse than it appeared. Yeah. Uh, but she just, did seem to be in it at some points, too. I mean, the, just that table spot. Was really scary to me, and not only so much that she ragdolled. I mean, she, not like, I can't say ragdoll because that implies that she did it on purpose. Yeah. Um, it, it, it just the force that Charlotte drove her through the table. It wasn't just like a, like she was like fuck this bitch. Like for, no, like, I think I, it was more to get her out of the match to, to to give her a reason for her to be out of the match for a little while. When I say, uh, I don't think that she I don't said, think you understand fuck this bitch. I don't, think, she, I don't think she said that either. Right, right, right. <laughs> I think he was. He means she it was, was putting emphasis. Through, emphasis. Yeah, putting ah, some power it was like that. That's but I, I think mean. the reason for the power was so that Kyrie would have a reason to be out of right. the match for a little while. That's that's my guess because I think they also Becky rolled her under the ring for a little while too. It was a great match, all in all. To be honest, though, I yeah, really enjoyed it. Was, it. it uh, I don't know if I'd say great. I think that it was. It was. It was. It was. It was tough to watch at some parts, but they all. They all definitely got through. I just don't know if there is a. A solution to that, like, should they have taken Kyrie out of the match? That would have really been tough. Well, for, and then you have then you have Oscar beating Charlotte and well, here's Ky- th- or Charlotte and Becky. Here's the thing, and this goes back. I realize the performer safety comes first. But yes, and this goes back to you know different birds of different feathers. But this goes to the Marco stunt thing, you know. And and um, when I say Marco stunt, I mean they're about the same size. Okay, Kyrie and Marco, and two different wrestlers, man and woman. Kyrie might be taller than Marco. She could be. Who knows? But Kyrie was in a match that has been known to really, really, really hurt people, which is a TLC match. Right. There's really no way to really – I mean, especially a lot of the bumps that are taken. It's expected. You know you're going to do it, but it's going to suck. Like, this match is going to suck a lot. When they talk about the TLC matches, they they make it sound like hyperbole where they're like, it takes years off of your career – it takes years off of curious. There's no hyperbole about yeah, that. That's and a so, legit thing. And someone is small because, you know, Charlotte, Asuka, even Becky to an extent. There's some, oh, absolutely. There's some beefy girls. Like When I say beefy, that's going to be implied girls that they have muscle on them. They got muscle on them. You know, Asuka's a pretty thick girl. You know, like yeah. Charlotte is got biceps, you know. like Kyrie is very small. Very small. Same size as Marco. I looked it up. You're right. And – it w- and it's just like you were seeing a lot of the stuff that would be like intent. And this is by no means that she should stop doing Like I'm not trying to tell her what to do in a career. By far be it for me to do that. But I'm saying, you know, like th- things that would hurt somebody would hurt her two times. And just uh, that's just science. Mm-hmm. That's not even like being sexist or anything. That's just like yeah. gravity, you know, like, it, uh, like something with that's heavier is going to impact the earth heavier, you yes. know. And. And I, I just really was a little alarmed 
at a lot of points yeah, watching well, it. Uh, on WWX stage when I was talking with – I don't think he – he mentioned part of this on the show where he said that similarly like – TLC matches should have more importance to them, you know, like that if they're not, I mean, this was for a title, but, but, if, you know, if it's not for a title, if there's not something hanging above the ring, if it's not super important, like it shouldn't be a TLC match. Like, you know, these matches take time off of people's careers. And he was speaking from experience, you know, yeah. where he was like, I, you know, we, we revolutionized the TLC match. Like, I know from experience that it can really take time off your career. It should be important. Yeah, I mean, before TLC was even a pay-per-view, they did it once yeah. right. a year. SummerSlam, yeah. A summer, a SummerSlam, yeah. WrestleMania. But those yeah. are all different years. And, like, because they, if you interview all those, all three teams from all the TLCs and even the extra ones with, like, Kane and the Hurricane and stuff, <laughs> they'll all tell you, like, those matches are a bitch to get through. Well, I mean, that's one of those reasons where I personally, like, I hate that they have made some of the gimmick matches into the theme of the pay per view. Like, right. I, I hate it. So, like, Hell in a Cell, TLC. Uh, money in the bank. It takes I, away. I hate it. It takes like, away. I'll, I, I'll say I love money in the bank, but it's just a matter of like that's even more. This looks more dangerous. But the, when, I mean, like, like, it looks I, and maybe this is just fair. me. Maybe this is just me. But the but the coolest part of the money in the bank concept to me, which has been ruined by putting it on its own pay per view, was you wanted it at WrestleMania, so you had until the next WrestleMania to cash it in. So, oh, I see what you're saying. Like, I, I, it was fun thought, because, like, it was a WrestleMania moment, and then that you got to follow that person for the next year to see what they were going to maybe do with the title. And I don't, I feel like it's been lost a little bit in the Money in the Bank concept of um, making it a pay per view. I mean, I don't know if I necessarily agree with that because, in my opinion, the Money in the Bank has just become an, uh, like a, 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 an equivalent in terms of stipulations and things at stake as a Royal Rumble. Less people, of course. But that's why I like but, it. It gave like its own cool ladder match to WrestleMania every year. It wasn't three or four uh, Money in the Bank matches. It's, well, they it have was, to at this point. I know, but they back then, they, they could have two at WrestleMania. They could have a men's and a women's one and do like they used to do and have Raw and SmackDown talent in it and not have to, like, you know, and, and not have a Raw one, a SmackDown one, a Raw one, a SmackDown one for the men, for the women, for the men, or whatever, you know, like... the only. I mean, the only part of that I agree with was it does take away a lot of the... Um, aura of Hell in a Cell because you're like, oh, when are we going to see another? When Hell are we going to see another Hell in a Cell? October, yeah. You know? yeah. And then there's two of them in the show. Yeah, so Maybe it's more. It's whenever a Hell in a Cell was brought up, especially back in the Attitude Era, when that's when it was invented. It like I remember when Mick Foley, especially when he chat as Cactus Jack challenged Triple H to a retirement retirement match at Hell in a Cell. When he would say Hell in a Cell. That was a big. That was important. It was like, oh, it was important. Damn. Now it's becoming a tag oh, it's team October. match. Yeah, you yeah. Know? yeah, exactly. It's 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 a couple weeks out. Let's start referencing things that might be a little crazy. I mean, <laughs> yeah. We're all it's now, like the cage match was like the the payoff. The Hell in a Cell one is one if you wanted to actually murder each other. Yes, yeah, you know, correct. Yeah, for sure. What did you guys think? Uh, I don't know. If, I don't know if you guys saw, but on backstage this week. Uh, Kyrie Sane and sorry, Kyrie Sane. I have looking at the wrong part of my notes. Uh, Alexa Bliss and Ember Moon kind of talked about the state of WWE's women's division and talked about how um, they basically are kind of like disappointed with the fact that like it seems like the same few women have been focused on since Ronda Rousey left, and that they're not really giving enough you know more time to the women that, that the women get the least amount of time on the show. Uh, Kevin, what did, what did you see that whole video? Uh, I watched. The, I, I didn't. I saw like a clip uh-huh. that they played, um, but. Thanks for uh, watching my show, asshole. I, I watched you okay, for good. sure. <laughs> my mom says your hair looks so much better. <laughs> um, but uh, I, 
I don't know. I, I, I agree with them and the fact that um, it kind of feels like they're just tossing everybody together in tag and they're not really focusing on the singles division. Um, I mean, that's what, that's been my gripe with AEW recently is that they've been focusing on tag and not the singles division mostly. Um, and I think they have a lot of opportunity in both, both uh, co- companies to – Put this know, on the ground. I don't want to spill uh, a lot of uh, you know room to actually have a lot of people show off and show like showcase themselves. And after last night, we might get somebody else into the singles division um, on Raw or SmackDown, and I'm sure that that might we'll bring that up later. But I, it was a joke tweet that was sent out um, on Raw on Monday, and it rang a lot of truths. You know, there's some truth said in jest in the sense that I agree with a lot of what Ember Moon and Alexa Bliss said. Um, I don't agree with all of it. Um, I do agree with the majority of it in the sense that I think the women's revolution or evolution. I'm sorry, was it the revolution or evolution? Was the they pay-per-view? changed, but, but evolution was the pay per view. Pay-per-view yeah. Was evolution, yeah. yeah but anyway, the women's the women's revolution. It has. I f- I have felt it slowed down a little bit. I have because I think in the sense that a lot of higher ups would probably think <clears throat> we gave them a WrestleMania main event. Maybe we could, don't have to champion it as much. And I see a lot of evidence in the fact that yeah, the women's fire has con- not that not because of them but in terms of the booking priority has slowed down because yeah. it took dana brooke sending sexual gifts to batista for her to get any sort of tv time Legitimate, which yeah. is going back to where we were in the first place yep. you know and no no knock to dana no I'm, this isn't a knock to dana i'm not saying she's championing for the divas to come back this is not what i'm saying i'm saying it's a shame that oh now they want to feature her because now she wants. Oh, absolutely! To, yeah. it's, it's crazy. It's insane. Yeah. It's the same process of, of seeing how this is actually playing out. It's it's wild. It's the attitude um, era again. Yeah, and it's uh, going back to my mom. She asked the question of how was were there women's matches like this back like fi- 10, 15 years ago? I was like, I was like, they were called divas before, and they had bra and panties matches. And she's like, oh, that's, wrestled in that's, different that's, desserts. She's like, that doesn't sound good. <laughs> but, yeah, and then you know you see stuff where it's like they're feuding over. Being called ugly or or little things like that, and it's that like right now is and, so and weird. Especially when you look over the NXT women's division, which we'll get into in a minute uh, with Rhea Ripley and Shayna Baszler. But I feel like you know the NXT women's division is probably it's the strongest women's division in wrestling. Great Absolutely. way of wording it. Uh, no question. It, no question. And I think that it's it's. It's also because the women are kind of treated exactly like the men. Like they have their own characters. It's not like, oh, those are women's things. They're just kind of like it's just good wrestling angles and it's, stuff for the women. It's crazy to think that when Scarlet does come to NXT, she's going to be like the only sexual character if she is the same person. Like, well, she's going to be definitely a dumb, a, a more PG version of the one she was on Impact. But she's going to be. I mean, her and Mandy nowadays, like those, they have similar gimmicks. That's a rarity nowadays. That's a minority yeah. in these characters nowadays, especially in NXT. Yeah, and I and just it just goes to Ryan's point that you know when a girl like Scarlet is going to be in the minority over there, you know, in terms of what her character is, the the, the sex sh- pot, whatever you call it, I don't like like that. Yeah, it, it shows the time. It shows the the current state of the times. Does she, does she? But in that case, does she? Do they just not have her on NXT and they have her on Raw or SmackDown? No, and that actually is a great segue into this next topic that I would like to talk about. And that is that Killer Cross got released from Impact, her boyfriend. Uh, it's been months in the making. It's, uh, it's you know, he's been... Generally excited for him. Like yeah, that. he's been very vocal about how he wants to get out. Now he's out. Um, his girlfriend is signed to NXT. 
Um, there's AEW out there. Obviously, there's other big promotions, but it seems to me like the man wants to work for a, you know, a big American promotion, a major American promotion, and there's two of them now. Um, where do you think he lands? Kevin? I, I think he's WWE has to be throwing. Like, Hunter has to know that he's going to be a top. He's a top prospect right now. Um, there's no doubt about it. I kind of, I, in a way, I selfishly would like to see him go to New Japan. But, I mean, like you said, he, he seems like he wants to be in America. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think AEW's going to successfully get You think he should go to – you'd rather him go to New Japan than NXT or AEW? Just because I – Come on. You don't even watch New Japan that religiously. Not that religiously, but <laughs> – Don't – that's the most <laughs> ridiculous, know. most fucking smart thing you have ever said in this room. No, when I, you don't even barely watch New Japan, you're like, well, selfishly, I'd rather he go to New Japan. Why? For the fact <laughs> that his character is so sick. I would like – I think that he would work really well there, Doing what? The, I, I don't understand the logic there. You don't even watch it. I watch. I don't watch it all the time, but I do watch it. So you'd rather you'd rather selfishly he go to a place that you don't see as much. Oh no! I, I mean, I'm not saying that. I'm saying that in regards to. In, I, okay, selfishly wasn't the right f- fucking word, Ryan. <laughs> I'm sorry, but I think he'd be a good fit in New Japan. You fuck. <laughs> I'm just saying. Jesus I'm just Christ. saying. It seemed a little weird to be like when you. W- I mean, but WWE. Is that when you're tossing me these <laughs> arms and this fucking face that he does? God. Fucking. Um, punch I you think. In the face. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh. Jamie, where do you hope he ends up? Where can we not, find you on social media? <laughs> <laughs> My day at work was n- kind of nice today. And then you got Ryan over here. Just drive all the way out here and you just shit all over me, Ryan. Oh, shit um, on your desk, Ryan. I, I think. I mean, I. If he goes anywhere else, I'm surprised. I would be surprised too. I'm genuinely surprised. Even AEW, where all his friends are, I'm still be. Surprised. I don't think that's a smart move for him. Well, uh, he's got. Think about what he's got to. Uh, what he's got in terms of over at NXT. He doesn't have to be away from his girlfriend. He doesn't have to. I mean, he'll probably only have to travel one place. You know, NXT contracts nowadays, especially because of the USD de- uh, USA deal, is really. We've talked about this before. That's the most appealing contract in the business right now, especially if you're an up and comer. That's true. Is, I and I not only that, but like to me, the Killer Cross character, whether he keeps that name or not, the Killer Cross character has is best when he has like cool production value around him, you know. And 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 I feel like the people at AE, or sorry, the people at NXT, you know, with the with all the the production elements they have at their at their disposal at Full Sail and at the Performance Center, like they could shoot cool stuff with Killer Cross that fits his character. I feel like AEW. We talked about this the last couple of weeks now. The the how many spooky type characters they already have and and dark kind of characters they already have. They're just getting. Spooky. There's a lot of black I, in that. Yeah, um, I don't know. I feel like Killer Cross doesn't stand out there because despite he has his big size and he's super awesome or whatever, um, I feel like he stands out more in NXT. His size, uh, the the cool production value. If they decide to put him with Scarlet, I feel like all of these things would benefit him a lot more you than. Have you noticed that? W- I mean, NXT has been really making. Ex- ex- I mean, not huge strides. But they really seem to be putting an emphasis on getting bigger guys. Because I think if you think about the most recent NXT champions that we've had, even going back like six, seven years ago, biggest guy was Samoa Joe. You know, yeah. Mm-hmm. And 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 I just think like if you really think about it, like all the potential guys who could step into that light, you know, right off the top, Keith Lee, Dominic Dijakovic, was that right that time? Yeah, my man. man. <laughs> my favorite wrestler. <laughs> um, 
Get some Zilfman. Yeah. <laughs> that, that um, Denzel, my man. <laughs> Shaman just lost his point. He was so proud that he said the name. Damn it. Oh. <laughs> and now oh. he lost it. I get it. <laughs> man. Man. <laughs> no, for sure. That's like, one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> when, when, he, when Oscar finally comes, to, I mean, no, about the affair with the senator. And Kevin didn't think anyone would be able to keep the secret. You didn't think I would, but I did it. We did it, Oscar. Man. <laughs> but also, it, it, you know, you're usually good in impressions. Terrible Kevin. Yeah, I'm not, not I'm not. Uh, you need to be bigger to be Kevin. <laughs> um, I, can, I can do a good Kevin. That's, that makes sense. That does kind of make sense. Um, yeah, okay, fair. But da- like, like, di- like, like Dominic, AJ, Damian Priest, Keith Lee, all these guys are bigger. Much bigger than most recent champions that we had, and and Killer Cross is going to fit right into that area. I agree. I agree wholeheartedly. I think I, that he'll fit in perfectly with those guys. I just feel like I, I just if they when he comes in, I just hope that he does keep that same character concept. I mean, there's there's no reason to I gotta, change that. I got to be real though; they'll probably change his name, and oh, that yeah. is a great name. I know. It is a shame. I know I mean, he's gone by Kevin Cross before, but Killer Cross is such yeah, a cool Killer name Cross. though. Really de- there's no fire. way. He, there's no way he keeps that name though. They're not gonna. They're gonna have somebody named Killer. No, they no should way. have just Crossfire. Like Crossfire. Yeah, although wasn't, although wasn't Triple H trained by Killer Kowalski? Yeah, but there's yeah, no, but that was. I'm that. just saying, maybe it's something in here. You know, like they changed AJ's uh, calf cr- killer to the calf crusher. So that's very true. But hey, War Raiders were Viking Raiders. Or sorry. Viking Raiders were War Raiders for a while until they had to switch to the main roster, so maybe they'll just let him be Killer Cross in NXT. Maybe just be Cross. Yeah. It might just be Cross. That, yeah, that makes Which more sense. Which wouldn't be terrible. No. No, that, that'd be fine. Yeah, I'd, be, I'd, be, I'd, be I'd be okay with, with that. that. Yeah, I'd be, I'd be into that. And I also feel like, didn't they announce that Roddy's doing an open challenge next week? Slayer Steve. That's his new name. Slayer Steve. <laughs> Murderer Max. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, Shanker uh, Sebastian. <laughs> Steven. <laughs> um, didn't they say Roddy's doing an next? Didn't he do an open challenge? For the I don't kid? know, Ryan. <laughs> That's your job, Ryan. You tell me. <laughs> I want, that'd be cool. I mean, if they can make it happen in time, because he's free to work wherever he wants now. If they can make it happen, then where he's the one that that answers it, Ooh, that'd be rad. I like that. that. What would you guys think about Adam Cole versus Finn Balor? It was, I think it was great. Um, uh, I, I, I mean, it's a cool way to bring back Johnny. He's got a nice haircut now. So cool, cool haircut. I liked it. Yeah, yeah good, solid cool haircut. Hair, yeah. Very slick. Was this yeah. show only an hour? Two hours. Two hours. Yeah. Wait, I'm because I, I saw. <laughs> I saw Shayna and I saw that match. There were matches in the middle. It's funny. The other ones just kind of blended together. They were good. Don't get me yeah. wrong. They were all really good matches. Yeah, like but EO nothing really match, like happened. There was Eo Shrine. Yeah. I remember the. There was Eo Shrine and Santana Grimes. I remember the Kushida and Cameron Grimes. Pete Dunn versus Travis Banks. Yeah. And then Damian Priest versus Killian Dane. I remember Killian. Oh, I remember that one. Yeah. That's another guy. The bigger guy is. It was a long night. Killian Dane, but also like Damian Priest has got some size to him, too. Yeah. So they are against some big boys there. Yes. Um, I thought, like you said, good way to bring Gargano back. Uh, I'm glad they were able to make that happen. Uh, I'm I'm assuming that they're going to start leading towards that being one of the big matches for TakeOver Portland that they've been hyping. No? Uh, No, I was just marveling at the match. It it made me so tired, that match. (laughs) I They're both in – the cardio on those two is insane. It's stupid. It's so stupid. Especially like now that I have a like a, a two or three matches under my belt, one televised. It's I'm like oh, God. officially aired already. 
It, it, I don't know if it did. I, oh, I won't watch I think, it. I I'm it just did. scared. <laughs> I don't want to watch it. I don't want to watch it because I feel like we're going to be on camera. And be like, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't realize. Fuck, I haven't checked that out. Damn it. Uh, I'm backed up. But on I just was like, God, that looks like the hardest thing ever in the world. Yeah. And they're able to pull that wind from, I don't know. The air, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, has Morrow been calling it the John Woo kick for a while, long time? Or I liked it. it? But he, I liked it, too. I, kinda, I don't I, know I, if he I, did, but I liked it, But too. he said it, like, so many times. He said it a few times. <laughs> yeah, he did. I, I, but, was like, I was like, whoa. Okay. But then, because you know why I liked it? Because it didn't take that much thought. You're like... John, no, I get it. One thousand yeah, percent. Yeah, like, you do see that kick in, the, in a lot of his movies. <laughs> you know, we got we, we got what he meant from it for sure. <laughs> no, but I'm saying it didn't take a lot of thought. Yeah, no, no, no. I liked it. I, I, I and I thought that you know the Johnny doing the whole like rubbing the spot where he right, got. Right. I liked it. I like when Johnny it's has to go dark. For him. It's a very deep Johnny thing. He's, yeah. like, he's, like, he's like, all right, that's a spot where I hit my head. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's where I'm gonna kill him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, and I thought Finn did a great job of you know. Showing that he can, you know, still hang with the the top quick fast boys and in, in NXT and stuff. Um, what is thinking that he lost a step or something? Well, no. Even he said in interviews that like you know it's, it's different when you're on the main roster. It's a slower pace, it's a slower sure. pace oh, different. Yeah. You know, this is you know the, the NXT does kind of have a uh, upgraded indie style. He's I, a I would fast say, boy. yeah. You know, no. He well, you know, it's nice um, to see that he that he that he was still rolling like that. And the, I think, look at those abs. And I think that we had said that like Keith Lee is probably going to be the next person in the title picture it would seem maybe i mean uh, if, if they've been wasting a lot of production hours if they if they're not that if that's not the case yeah. because the video packages they've been making highlighting him i mean dictates that so you would think in some way it'd probably be you know uh, you know balor versus gargano at takeover portland and then also um keith lee versus adam cole maybe for the for the title why is takeover in portland <laughs> i don't know Portland used to be a big wrestling town. I think because they're trying to do more uh, of, of standalone mm. NXT events. Um, cool to go to. And, like Portland. And Shayna Baszler versus Rhea Ripley. Rhea won the NXT Women's Title. Fantastic match between these two. Quite women. A, and and hey, quite quite. I don't know. I mean, it's going to be a hard, hard. You, it's going to have. I mean, Rhea could do it, but it's going to be a long time until somebody has that great of a run that Shayna, oh, yeah. Shayna had with that belt. Because, I mean, booking aside, yes, obviously she was booked to have it. But every time she won, it made sense. Every single time. Yeah, and that video package was amazing leading up to the match where she's, like, going over all her opponents that have failed. And I'm just like, this is, this is, this yeah. is so, so awesome. Like, she, her going over each opponent... I was like, you are a fucking badass. You're so sick. <laughs> yeah, they did in that Prime Target special. They had a cool promo from her too, where she was like fixing a mu- her Mustang and like oh, yeah, talking yeah. about how like everyone else thinks they're that they want to be like Teslas, where they're these fancy things that are just you know flying around the ring. But she's more like a tough muscle car that's like one of a kind. And I was like, that was that was badass. Like resilient. I, yeah. I, I liked that. That was cool. She may have been MMA, but she was made for this. Oh yeah, she ab- really was. Absolutely. And I feel like. Um, you know, you mentioned too that her her um his you know her or what, what her, her title legacy uh, in NXT, and it's interesting because you know Oscar had such a dominant one too that it's hard to it, it's crazy to think that like both of them had such. I think epic- Shayna's was I think Shayna even though Oscar's was great because she was undefeated and she never lost at NXT. Yeah. Um, I think Shayna's was a little more interesting because she had to fight for it a little more. You think? I think she had to fight for it a little more and. Each the 
each time she won, it wasn't like she won barely, but right. she was able to ma- maneuver in a way that mm-hmm. it was like almost like a like a chess game almost. And each and it was a different outcome each time. It wasn't just oh she's got her in the chokehold again. That's it. You know, it's it was variation. It, it was never the same ending. So I thought I, you know, I would say I would say go back and watch those Oscar matches because she is the same style in those matches. But at the same time, like Shayna is. She's the real deal. Yeah, it's hard. It's, honestly, it's so hard for me to choose which one I. I mean, I like them both for different reasons. Maybe it's. I mean, face for you know, the heel because, run too. And I was yeah. gonna say that, that's the other thing I was gonna say is the yeah. tough. One of them you were cheering for, and one of them you were cheering like, against. Kidding. Maybe that's the part where it's like you almost like you're you're cheering against it, and you have more respect for it in a way because you're like, damn it, you got me again. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You, you, went, you beat the people we thought you were gonna. We were that were gonna beat you. I mean, her her matches with Bianca Belair alone were really a testament of what I was just saying. Yep, like, absolutely. Like, it, like you really thought a few times. They're like, wow, maybe they they, they might actually give this to Bianca. You yep. know? Like, yeah, I thought she was gonna. Be, I thought yeah. Bianca was gonna be the one. Yeah. Until Rhea Ripley came around, just like a oh, as soon as Rhea came back, to, came to the NXT America roster, I was like. Yeah, that's yep, the that, that, there it is. Yep, you know, she's gonna beat Shayna. Yeah, totally. And I feel like you know, Rhea has you know, she's coming to her own, and it was crazy for how young she is at twenty three years old that she's kind of coming crazy. to her own like this, and really just like you know, uh, just she's just become this like this character that you can't take your eyes off of. You know, she's really compelling. I feel like it's so funny, like her celebrating at the end of the match, like that smile. That comes out of her is the Rhea Ripley of the old, and it's just kind of funny to get that little glimpse because, like, she's like, she can't help but be happy. Like, that's that's impossible. Yeah, you'd but. like it as a music person because she said that I interviewed her today, and she said that uh, I'm going to post it after we're done here recording. But she said to me that it was like uh, she grew up going to shows. That she grew mm. up going to you know you know music you know she's concerts. Got Michael a romance show tomorrow. Yeah, and she said that uh, that you know she always wanted. To kind of like be a musician and kind of like be up on the stage, and then she realized that like she's not musically talented uh-huh. in the slightest bit, and that this is her way of kind of like getting to live that dream and getting to do the same thing in wrestling. And so when everyone came into the ring, she said it felt like it was like a like a mosh pit or like crowd surfing situation where she was like in the crowd surf as if she was like the lead singer of a band. Yeah. And she was like, it was the coolest thing ever. I That's literally awesome. felt like this was like my dream. It was like the coolest thing ever. I was like crowd surfing. She's like, also I'm like. Kind of big person, like people yeah, don't usually sure. put me on their shoulders. Like I was very terrified <laughs> being on top of everyone's shoulders. I mean, I know what she means because I sang karaoke for the first time in front of people the other day, and uh, it's very exciting. What'd you sing? Uh, Harvey Dangerous Flagpole Sitter. It's a good song. It's a good song. Didn't you say you were doing karaoke the other day too? We did on Friday. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah for your sister. Yeah, yeah, and what? And you sang Safety Dance. I sang two songs. I was going to do Safety Dance. You checked it out on Safety Dance. Oh, I picked two because uh, they. Uh, I picked other songs okay. because Safety Dance is a fairly common karaoke song. <laughs> okay. I did um, "You're Welcome" in Moana, which is <laughs> you love Moana. I did because I saw it when I was going to do it, but I was looking through the book. I was I like, want- "This is a possibility." Tell us, <laughs> tell us again. At what hour you watched Moana when you were in New York? Like twelve thirty. Yeah, you love at it at night. <laughs> at night on Thanksgiving. Night. <laughs> Have you watched it again since getting Disney Plus too? No, I haven't. I uh, watched it a lot when it came did. out. You did. I know so you did. <laughs> <laughs> what was the other? What was the other song? The other song was "Role Model" by Eminem. Okay. Okay. I was. I thought maybe you would have hit a limp biscuit. I was going to do "Jungle Love" by Morris Day in the Time. <laughs> also right, good, but for some reason I didn't know this. Morris Day has like some sort of copyright protection on his songs Against that karaoke, karaoke people Whoa. can't wow. use it. 
It's wild. Interesting. So I like, like, it. like, so the like, you could find instrumentals. Should have just done it yeah. acapella. But I don't. I'm not that good. Where I could do acapella. <laughs> um. Yeah, also, uh, just on the weekend in general, that party was awesome at your house. That po- Dude, yeah, did you have Christmas party. the cakes this guy. and this the guy with Because we didn't get to discuss this because you were off well, talking to love people. Honeycomb cake. Did yeah. you have that honeycomb cake? I didn't know that. Yeah, I saw it. I didn't have it. Just know you was. missed out on possibly the best cake <laughs> I've ever you're had in my entire life. just standing in the middle of party, eating this cake, making very inappropriate faces. Oh, so very, <laughs> like, like, noises. And I was like, no, <laughs> not inappropriate because I because I had two cakes. There was I had the, the oh no, the other cake was one. I had the banana with. cream pie thing where it was like they also put like uh, fudge on top of it, and then I I ate it. It was amazing, and I went to go try the honeycomb thing. And while I was in line for the honeycomb thing, Liberty goes, "What cake should I try?" And I was like, "Dude, you gotta try this banana cream pie. It's one of the best things I've had." And then I ordered the the honeycomb. She got both, and then afterwards we both were like. Best cake I've ever had, the honeycomb thing, right? And she was like, yep, best cake ever. It was really good. You missed out. It was probably the best cake I've ever had in my life. Hmm. Inappropriate faces. I will say that. I don't even even know what that would taste like. It's interesting. It was a a coffee cake, but in the the crumble, it was like 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 crunchy honeycomb. It was great. Oh, so good. So good. He's, anyways, he's on the verge of making those noises. Anyways, uh, now that Shayna's no longer champion. <laughs> That's what I'm uh, saying. She's she's going to come to the Raw or SmackDown. You think she's going to the main roster? Really? I mean, is it main? We got to stop with that. Yeah. We can't say main she's roster. She's moving to or, Raw I mean, or SmackDown. Raw, SmackDown? She's moving to Raw. You say moving to Raw. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it would seem to make the, the most sense. with her and Becky. My thing is, like, you put her in the Rumble, it doesn't make... I guess it makes sense, but... It makes complete sense putting yeah. her in the Rumble. What do you mean? But here's the thing, now. There's when no you, rules. Anybody could be in Here's it. the thing, now. When you move... But but I feel like... I feel like... Putting someone in the Rumble from NXT no longer signifies that that's them moving brands, either. Because sometimes we see people from NXT in the women's and men's Royal Rumble. So I feel like in order to... To, to convey... That, that that she's part of Raw now, like something else has to happen. She just has to come in and attack. Like she has to beat up Becky after yeah. she beats Asuka or something like that. Yeah, she yeah. So Becky has her whole thing where she has to beat Asuka. And then she beats Asuka and, and then yeah. and then Shayna shows back up. Or even Shayna like costs her the match. I'm sorry, here's what I what I think is gonna happen and people probably aren't gonna like this. I think Ronda's showing back up at Royal Rumble, winning the Royal Rumble, and then her crew is gonna be with her on Raw. Uh, when in the build to Becky versus Ronda at Mania. Doesn't that make the most sense? No, it does. And that's why they free up Shayna right now? That's why. <laughs> like, Not yeah, for Shayna to come and no. be champion or be in the Rumble and but I feel build like it, a Shayna versus Becky at WrestleMania. I feel like we're getting Becky versus Ronda, and Shayna's being part of the crew so that by proxy, when Ronda leaves again, if possible, if, if Ronda possibly leaves again right after, then somebody, the, the void isn't just there after Ronda leaves, that that heat can then be transferred to, to Shayna. But I'm saying that they could have Shayna do like whatever roadblock or damage on the road or whatever the hell they're called. Like they could have her against Becky in one of those pay per views leading up to Mania, so that they don't have because they don't have Ronda yeah. as much as possible. Yeah, I completely agree with you. I I I I think that makes the most sense. That, that's the, that's what I'm guessing what you think too. There, uh, Jamie, it's not. It's it's a it's a very valid uh, theory. It does seem to make the most sense. I, I, I mean, yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, is it, have you been hearing rumblings that Ronda is priming ready for a return? It just seems so inevitable. I just seem yeah. like this whole time that the, the Rumble. I, I mean, I just I that, 
I don't know that she's going to be there, and I'm not sticking my neck out on it either. I just it just seems like that. It just feels like I just want to know what happened to all the baby making. Didn't see any babies being made. <laughs> Where are the babies, Rhonda? Yeah, out a year. Where's the baby, Rhonda? Maybe they've just been practicing a lot. <laughs> hey, man. Nothing practice, wrong with that. Practice stroke, if you will. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. Uh, let's get into AEW a little bit. Uh, let's talk about Chris Jericho versus Jungle Boy first. Uh, so they have this 10-minute challenge. Jungle Boy goes the distance. Correct me if I'm wrong, Ryan. You didn't seem to like this one. Well, that's what, okay. You, no. <laughs> well, you beat me to it there a little bit. But my question was, this, it's not so much that I didn't like it. Yeah, I, I didn't love it. And it's because of, for a few reasons. One, I feel like Jungle Boy hasn't properly been built up enough to to the non-hardcore fan base, uh, to, to, to people who are maybe just casually watching, right? Um, but, but the main my, – my question is this, though. Because whatever, whether I enjoyed it or not, it's not like I thought it was a bad match or anything like that. I do think you that it looks silly seeing Jericho sell so much for someone like Jungle Boy. And I don't know if necessarily it gets Jungle Boy over or it takes Jericho down a notch a little bit. Like, I'm not sure, in my opinion, watching it. And obviously, time will have to tell. My question was this, though. The whole, like, time limit thing. They, isn't they, that well, they screwed it up. Typically done where, like... Uh, a, a babyface champion is holding on until the last second to show their toughs so that they retain their title. But if they're just sitting there waiting for the time limit to go the out, fi- the, isn't the, it kind of silly because you're like trying to get a win? The 10-minute thing didn't work for a few reasons for me. One, first off, they didn't plan it well because nobody knew what the hell was going on. The, ref- the, the ring announcer didn't know. Jericho didn't know. The announcers didn't know. Like when Jericho went to go call for five more minutes – why? There was never said once that the match would end after 10 minutes. He just said, you can't last 10 minutes with me. The match should just keep going after the 10 minutes. Like, if he were to tap, like, the only reason why the countdown has to come into effect is if Jungle Boy were to tap at the walls of Jericho, like, at two seconds. That, then, then you use that. Yep. But if he passes it, it's still the match. The match is still going. Well, I mean, the, the, uh, if we're going to go into the to the whole beat the co- clock challenges that, that WWE would do, um, did they say that the, that there was a ten minute time limit? Yes. Yes. Well, they said it because remember we they had this conversation it. where like it seemed like it was a title match, but then they said no, it's a ten minute match, and then it was like, oh, okay, I don't recall them saying that on TV. Then they've been pushing it hard on social media. No, man, it seemed very clear to me. It really did. I don't and know. That, I that was was Tony Schiavone on even Tony Schiavone. They had to make the a clarification after the commercial break. No, but even Tony Schiavone, who is the announcer on the show, said on AEW Dark during the Control Center, it was a title match. Uh, AEW.com said it was a title match in word those exact words on their website. So I don't know how clear it was. And also, and also, Tony Schiavone at the, after the commercial break, him and Jim Ross had to clarify what Jericho meant when yes. he said, "Give me five more minutes." It clearly wasn't that clear. I, I I I got it. I picked up what they were throwing down, and to me, it works well. That whole like cockiness of you can't last ten minutes, and I could I, I and sure that's a great that, that that's perfect for the character when done right. But does yes. it get, but, but yes, okay. When you, done correctly, yes, absolutely. But does, there's, there's but does Jungle Boy verbiage. gain from it? Um. Like, See, did anyone gain that's from the this? Thing segment? Is I, I why I'm confused. That's about why it. I think I don't think that there was anything gained as far as. What it was and what it means to like a character of why things happened the way they did. It means it makes sense to me in, in the regards of Chris Jericho's character. There's one thing that happened right after the match that, in my opinion, just poo pooed everything that Jungle Boy just did, and that was the promo. 
because he went up there and said he went out, he left with the belt, didn't go to the back, stayed at the top of the ramp, and just started cutting a promo on John Moxley. Yeah, he's like, ah, oh, Jungle Boy, you'll get yours anyway. Like, yes. Wait, that, that's what? why I didn't understand it. <laughs> to me, I felt like nobody gained here. I felt like Jericho not beating uh, someone the level of Jungle Boy at this level in his career, um, with decisively beating him very quickly, brought him down a little bit, like a, a tiny bit. And I feel like Jungle Boy didn't gain anything by just sitting there in a submission move. Like uh, maybe if he'd passed out, I don't know. It's, to me, nobody. And like you said, and then right after it was over, they moved on from it. So I, I just didn't see. How anyone gained from it? He's spry. He's young and spry. Of course, he could hold on. Well, he's, I, a, he's I, a young man. He's, he's he could make things happen. And also, <laughs> I just don't think that I don't think the announcers sold it as much as, as enough either. They uh, tried. They were like, "Yeah, he made it ten minutes." Also, every AEW match is twenty minutes for the most part. So to me, I was like, ten minutes isn't that impressive either." If he had maybe gone like twenty minutes, because every other match in AEW seems to go twenty minutes. You know, sometimes you're fired up and you're kind of promo, and you're like, "You couldn't beat me in ten minutes." And then you're like, "Oh man, I made sure I should have said twenty. But you know, he said ten. It was a heat of the moment. All right. Well, fair, fair I enough. Like to, I I'm guess just suspending my disbelief here, fair, Ryan Satin. Fair enough. Fair enough. I do uh, like. By the way, I like Ryan's uh, theme music for his satin sheet. It's very, it's very sexual. It's very sexy. You you kind of are like. Yeah, you're like I'm little, still getting used to it. Little embarrassed. When it's well, because it's like. Because <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's like it's like smooth jazz. Like I wish they gave you your jazz. own little like you know how the fiend comes out and it's his own little. The Undertaker has one too, his own little title card. Yeah, you need one with or like the velvet. velvet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no, you know what? I, I think it's because I'm so you know like like a backdrop of like of like satin sheets. I think I'm just so used to like when you watch news anywhere. Like the the music that plays beforehand is usually like something hard like. You know, or like you know what? Like some kind of like tough. Like hey, when that music's going down, something hard might be happening. <laughs> oh, hey, Ooh. hey! Uh, <laughs> next, next topic. <laughs> that uh, brings us to our next topic. Here's something that I, 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 I didn't hate as much as other people. I, I actually, I, I'm interested to hear what you guys think. So, Chris Statlander, she defeated Britt Baker to earn the AEW Women's Title shot uh, against Riho. Um, Okay, well, we're going to go piece by piece here. First, just the match itself. Um, I enjoyed it. Yeah, give me the boop. I like it. Thank you. Um, so I feel like they have a real star on their hands with Chris Statlander. I feel like she's going to someone that's connecting with audiences. She has a cool look that she is very talented in the ring. She used her bananas the proper way. Oh, that video infuriated me. Did we send that to the group? Yeah, you did. Oh, my soulmate. Infuri- that was infuriating. Soulmate. She's an alien. For long-time listeners, oh. she was, she, there's a video of her eating a banana sideways like Kevin. Yeah, because she's – Kevin, she's doing it on purpose. Because she's an alien. Like, she would wear her shoes on her hands if she could. Hey, <laughs> nanu nanu, bitch. <laughs> like, yeah, pretty much. She is more, she. That's her gimmick, is she's Mork. Honestly, okay, so, so <laughs> she, her gimmick is she's Mork from Mork and Mindy. That is the second piece that I want to tackle here. I have seen a lot of talk of people saying that this alien gimmick is embarrassing and <laughs> in, in, like uh, intelligence insulting. And to me, okay. <laughs> There's a dinosaur on this. <laughs> I'm sorry. I kind of like it. You yeah. know, like, th- yes, like you said, there's already a dinosaur. <laughs> B, 
She's kind of pulling it off. Like, she's doing Absolutely. the weird Mork thing. Here's like, if, thing. She, if I, she had someone helping to make her do, like, weird conehead type stuff where, like, you know, where she's sleeping in a cutout inside of a bed or, like, dumb stuff like that to, like, reinforce the fact that she's an alien, I think it would get over. Here's the only reason why I'm not officially sold on yet, and I'm not against it. I'm not one way or the other. I didn't really know that much about her in the indies. Mm-hmm. I didn't know when she was doing this stuff in the indies, like, because that's her thing. When she first debuted and when she was, like, doing... In that thing where she was trying to poke the ref with like her foot, and I, I, I didn't understand what she was. I knew she was trying to be something that was um, uh, off off right. kilt, uh, sure. sure, like like a weirdo. But I didn't know Alien until literally I read it in the dirt sheets yesterday when they were talking about the aliens not going to work on TV, and I didn't know that's what she was doing. So I, the, it, as far as I go. I have yet to make a decision on, on Statlander. We got people becoming human thrones for a big guy in a mask. We have a dinosaur. Um, and, I mean, these are all things that a are. Dentist. There's a dentist. <laughs> that Mine's a little less outlandish than an alien. That doesn't Those have exist. fucked up teeth. <laughs> um, you know, these are things that. They're they're fun. It's for funsies. Yeah. Let, let's if you want if you want the funsies, watch AEW. There's the fun, you know like guy who's getting the biggest pop in the company is a man that just does this who wrestles with his hand in his with pockets. hands in his pockets. Freshies and then you just have a, a scalper going freshly squeeze. Yeah. See that was confusing to me that nobody says I shouldn't say nobody. The main wrestling <laughs> pundits. Don't usually say that they think Orange Cassidy is an embarrassing gimmick. Not they don't, nearly as much as they go after Joey. They don't really say that yeah. Luchasaurus is an embarrassing gimmick. But Chris Statlander being an alien, is that outlandish? Like, I don't think it is. She's great. And she's... she plays it up well. Like, she has her weird hand motion. She's got the cool my, like tattoos and the paint that she wears in her face. My I'm only gripe is the name of her finisher being the Big Bang Theory. Why would, the, uh, why would an alien have that as the, the name of her finisher? That's a good quote. I don't like that. I didn't really think of that. That's the one thing I don't like. I'll take it up with I management. Mean, we'll take, please, go, go take it up with management. Uh, yeah, Tony? <laughs> I know you're busy giving a stunner to Sean Spears, but I got a quick second here. Um, I, okay, but then the other part that I saw people talking about um, was the stuff that happened with uh, the Nightmare Collective mm-hmm. afterwards where uh, Brandy offers a spot to Statlander again. Statlander turns them down. She boops her instead, right, if I recall correctly. Um, and then the she gets beat up. Uh, Brandy attacks with the shoe. What would you guys think about all this? To the back of her head. What a heel. My dear. Hey. Honestly, the part that made me laugh the most about this was JR wanting me to believe that he knows what a Louis Vuitton shoe looks like just from the sight of it from far away. <laughs> Is that Was that... Was that a Louis Vuitton? Oh my God, that was a Louis Vuitton. I was thinking to myself, like, he, I, I uh, wouldn't know what a Louis Vuitton looks like. He might, like. from what I understand, he took his wife shopping quite a bit. Oh yeah, That's, so he it, it, he might have an extensive idea. knowledge here. Of he Louis might. Vuitton he shoes. might. He took Jan right. shopping I mean, often. I, I sold women's shoes so me and Jr. could have things to talk about. I guess. Would you be able to spot a Louis Vuitton from far away? Fuck no. Yeah, and you were a women's shoe salesman uh, for one brand. By the yeah. way, I thought. All high heels had red bottoms. I, <laughs> I thought that was like standard. You need to, you need to find a different uh, like like tax bracket girl because that's I think if that's what you're saying. <laughs> I just didn't know shoes came other way, girl shoes came other ways. That's what Kevin's saying. Yeah, no, I got I get your point, Kevin. <laughs> um, what you guys think about Cody and Darby beating Butcher and the Blade? 
I'll take it over here. Uh, I didn't really care that much about it, which is I, I didn't understand why you would have the Butcher and the Blade losing already. I feel like yeah. you could have done like a DQ kind of thing here, right? I thought it should have been a schmoz. Yeah. I don't think either of them should have won. And it should have been because of MJF. Like why? Why he wasn't there at all? Why was MJF not used on the show at all? He wasn't MJF, on the show. MJF was one of the most popular people in the company. What do you, why would you not? He's in a he's in a main feud with Cody Rhodes right now, and you don't have him on the show at all. At all? Like these are talent that should be on the show being used because these are that's a captivating storyline. That's one of your that's like the, I understand that they think like oh so if the, the thought process is something maybe like. Oh, you know, MJF, he's a draw. His, you know, the, the minute by minutes go up or whatever, you know, but like when MJF's on, so we'll, we'll tease it for a future effort, a future episode when he's gonna, when he's gonna make his, uh, you know, reveal his stipulations or whatever. But to me, I go like, what? Like, use him. This is a new show that you need to gain an audience. Like, also, if you're gonna keep, if you're gonna choose to keep somebody like that off the show, why are we getting the same other eight guys in matches against Cody? It's what I said it's around earlier. Robin. It's like what I said guys. earlier. That's why AEW is getting a little bit of its ro- the 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 whatever the rose of like it's the honeymoon the, period. Kind of it ended really a little bit. is. It is because the roses bloomed. Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, bloom off the rose. Something yeah, like something like that. Yes, and it, it's it is a little bit. And I'm really, really, really. <laughs> And I've been sticking up for them for a while. And me too. Because I really want them to do I well. Want me them too. To do so well. And it's frustrating when they do stuff like. When Darby Allen came out to save Cody, that should have been a bigger moment, a way bigger moment. Like him coming, Absolutely. like if, if if you, I mean, obviously this is armchair booking, like like one hundred percent. It also didn't make sense that Cody didn't have any friends. <clears throat> He's part of the elite, and his brothers in the company. Yeah, that and, is also crazy. But it's like Butcher and the Blade comes out, beats up Cody. MJF comes out, and and um, what's his what's what's his dude's Wardlow name? Wardlow comes out. Now it's four on one. Cody and, and then Darby comes down with the skateboard, drives everybody off with the skateboard. Then you have something crazy like that's a great moment. They're standing together. Off to the races. You're off yeah, to the races. Spinning the, the you know, yeah, whipping the border. Yeah, the that, like clear yeah. the ring like that. Then next week, then you build up to that tag Absolutely. match. And then and then we, and then the importance of this happening is just because Darby wants another match against Cody, who has no championship or a shot at a championship because he told he's told us that he's not going to have another shot. It makes no sense. That made no. I'm glad it wasn't just me who felt that way. I'm glad that we, we like, were all equally important? fired up there. Is it just for like because this punk kid wants to go against the rich guy again? Are we going to touch weird. on the dark order? We're getting there right now. So <laughs> SCU defeats the. I know I'm trying to get. I'm trying to hurry so we can get out of here. Uh, SCU beat the Young Bucks, um, which I also thought was a mistake. I think the Young Bucks need to be the I mean, tag team champions, even, even not on a pay per view. I think if the honeymoon period's ending soon, as we just said. Put the title on the Young Bucks. Like, they need, they don't need to be putting over everybody else. Like, they need to be put over. Like, it's their company. It's called All Elite Wrestling, and all the, all, and all the elite guys aren't doing the things that made them popular. All the elite guys are losing. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's they're true. all Kenny's, putting everyone else over. Kenny's been putting other people and over. Cody, fine. the Bucks. Yeah. I get it. But at the same time, you need to also read the room and know that Scorpio Sky is going to have a better run as a singles competitor. Yes. There's and no also, reason to stick him as a tag champion. And also in terms of reading the room, the final stuff. So, Oh, boy. Like, in my opinion, everyone goes, the thing that you always hear fans hate bonering WWE about is they go like, well, they don't listen. We say we don't like something, and they just dig their heels in, and they give it to us anyway. 
even if this was a long-term plan with, with the Dark Order, since day one in AEW, they have had trouble with – the audience has not connected with them. The audience nope. has not been digging them. Like, I don't – I've even liked it more than most, but I Same, know yeah. from, the only from reason what is I see on the internet is – is because you're familiar with them. You've exactly, grown up yeah. with yes, them in a way. True, and I so I saw a bunch of PWG. But yes, um, I, I I feel like the audience has said we're not digging the Dark Order, and they're like, no, no, we're giving it to you anyway. And not only, and, and you know what? I felt like these vignettes they've been doing have been kind of retconning things a little sure. bit, and, and 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 positioning them the way they need to be. However, to end the show with this angle was crazy in my opinion because it was like such a blatant disregard of what the fans are telling you they want. And it's not ready yet. <sighs> yeah, it's not there it's yet. Not it's still yet. so early. It's not ready this for them to be is, featured like that these yet. These vignettes have been, have been I have really enjoyed them. I liked the little weird things they were doing throughout the show. I didn't care for commentary and taking notice of it. I'd rather them kind of like play it off like they didn't see that happen. Like, I didn't need JR to be like, oh, you could go to the shop, the AEW, or you know, also go sauce it, you know? I didn't need that to happen. But, uh, yeah, they, they just need a little more time. Build this a little bit more. If I you're gonna, also if you're think, gonna do something with it. I also think that, like I was saying, like, you need to put, you need to position these people at the top, like the elite. The, since the elite haven't necessarily been positioned at the top and have been losing to people and have been trying to get other people over, that, like, when they get attacked like this, one, there's less value in it. They already have this happen with Inner Circle. And two, you, you go like, are the Beaver Boys and the Dark Order more important right. to AEW and, and the, the future long-term value of AEW than getting the Young Bucks over? Like, to me, it's it's just it's, – it's not. I've said it the day they debuted on AEW, and I had no idea who they were. Yeah. I knew about them. Because you had brought them up a few times back in the day. I had never seen them until then. And the minute they debuted and the minute they started doing the vignettes, the vignettes are great. They would be better if they were with somebody else. And I'll tell you why. It is because Evil Uno, from the minute I saw him, he is not an intimidating figure. He is not. I'm sorry. When you take his mask off, what is he? We haven't seen. I don't know. No, I'm saying like he's just, yeah. a, he's just a short, stubby, fat guy. A fair, okay. You know, and it's in it, his voice be nicer, but okay. But it's what he, it's what he is. He's Canadian. I, He'd be nicer. To no, you I'm sorry. I'm okay, joking. that is generalizing, and that is putting a label on him. I apologize. <laughs> but in terms of the presentation, in terms of the Dark Order, hundred percent. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Hundred percent. And when you're supposed to be like this cult, like this evil organization, this underworld figure, and you sound like that, and you're that short. And your and it's and your friend's name is Steve. You know, like Do you think that putting Stu, someone like uh, Luke Harper? Same thing. Do you think putting someone like Luke Harper, Luke Harper would help? I would rather him be the leader. Yeah, that's what I mean. I'd so if they Luke were to unveil that working with someone better like a Luke yes, Harper, you think it would it help would a lot? It would make more sense to me because I'm sorry, I'm not ta- knocking their wrestling skills. Or a Marty Skrull. I'm not knocking their. I'm not knocking their wrestling skills whatsoever. I have not even seen a match fully that I could really make a good judgment off of yet. Even their earlier stuff. They haven't really wrestled all that much. They had like maybe a couple matches when they debuted and that's it. Or well, at least on main television. And I just from the presentation, it's that's I just think these vignettes every time I watch them, I'm like, if these were used with somebody else, these would be so cool. But then every time Evil Uno shows up, like when he showed up when he was showed up live on Wednesday, I was like, God, whatever this guy's gonna do, it's not gonna be great. And it wasn't, and, and 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 it's not his fault. It's just this presentation hasn't been great. It just hasn't. And 
and I think it's a character that was supposed to be used for some that should be used for somebody else, and not these two, personally. No, I, I mean, I, I, I understand your frustrations with it. I get it. I, 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 I get. Yeah. And I have no, not, and I've again never met these guys before. Nothing against oh, Evil Uno. Also, going off of what you feel as like somebody who produces content and knows how how things are supposed to be working in this type of situation, and it, it makes total total sense. It's like it, it's it, it's. <sighs> It's like Shang Tsung in the first Mortal Kombat. All right, like he's he's like an evil wizard. You know, I could I could deal with this guy. Next game, Shao Kahn. Okay, Shao Kahn. That is somebody yeah. who you know is going to run Outworld. You know, Shang Tsung. I don't know if you could run a whole Outworld. Shao Kahn, big motherfucker with a hammer. Yeah, this guy is that guy. Evil Uno, even though he thinks he's Shao Kahn with all the game references and stuff, he's not. He's just not. And it just doesn't work for me for him being the all master of the Dark Order when it looks like Kevin could beat him up. And and also just being <laughs> such a huge presence on the show, like end of show angle type thing when he's not there yet. They're no, not there yet. Not in the least. No. Not in the least. Um, and lastly, just I know you have to get out of here. What you, well, just two seconds on it. What did you think? Did you think it was – what did you think of the video of Tony Khan giving a stunner to Sean Spears? I can't really give an opinion on this because – as we've seen on the internet lately, the go-to move for a guest guy who doesn't do want to do any training or take any bumps <laughs> is to just do a stunner. And I can't knock him because I've done you it. Done it yeah. <laughs> you were a referee in a comic book shop and you four, did a Three or four years ago, I was guilty of a very similar <laughs> I guess thing. That's a good point. That's a good point. Yeah, and I even though it is very silly and I – and, and I hate myself that every time I get more and more immersed into the wrestling world, I look back on that stunner. I'm like, God, I could have done anything else. I could have done a chair shot. I could have. Like, but it's more. <laughs> I, but also, the optics are a little different because no one's calling you like a money mark all the time. And when you have like a guy who's pumping millions into the company, and then there's a video of him on the internet, like. Doing moves to the wrestlers. It oh, doesn't... I'm sorry. Vince McMahon made himself WWE and ECW champion on both separate occasions. 20, 30 years later, though. You know what I mean? I, I don't know if it's comparable. It's hard for me to... Uh... And I'm not saying it's my thought. I just think that optics-wise, oh, sure, sure, I know sure. there's a lot of who say that, so it's kind of giving those people ammo. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I, for me, I, I, I still I, I love his love for wrestling. Totally. I, I love the idea of, like... I get, to I, do, I get to do this? I just, I get, are you going to get? let me do this? Like, my favorite yeah. is that he didn't do a <laughs> – I've never seen somebody give a stunner and just sit there. <laughs> Usually they roll over and do a pin. Yeah, no, he like let it sink in for a second. Like, <laughs> yeah, he sits there and like lets it sink in for a second. All right, Jamie, you got to get out of here. We all got to get out of here. Where can people find you on the internet? Right, you can find me on Twitter at J-A-M-I-E underscore I-O-V-I-N-E or on Instagram, remove the underscore, just J-A-M-I-E-I-O-V-I-N-E. Check out Network every day for different raffles, different drops, for very fun, exciting products. We got some fun stuff coming up. So if you got some last-minute Christmas shopping, be sure to tune in. Um, Championship Wrestling from Hollywood in terms of live tapings is on a hiatus until after the new year because everybody's celebrating the holidays but we have some taped episodes uh, debuting fairly soon on Fight and your different local markets that carry Championship Wrestling from Hollywood so check us out Uh, Kevin what about you? You guys find me at Kevin Gets Red cross platform that's all ProWrestlingSheet.com that's the website where you can find all the top stories in the world of professional wrestling throughout the week at Wrestling Sheet on social media, youtube.com slash C slash Wrestling Sheet. That's where you can find this show. 
you can find us on podcast platforms. Just search Wrestling Sheet Radio. Make sure on that one and on YouTube that you subscribe, uh, leave a rating, leave a review, all that kind of stuff. It helps a lot. Well, you can't leave a review. I, well, you can leave a comment on YouTube. You guys know what the hell I'm talking about. Just do it. What do okay. you say? Uh, also, you can check me out uh, every once in a while on WWE Backstage. It airs Tuesday nights on FS1. Uh, at 11 p.m. Eastern Time. Okay, that's it. We're done. Official tapping out for now. Until next time, stay out of the dirt and keep your eye on the sheet. Napa know-how. This month, Napa's got all kinds of motor oil deals that can save you some serious cash. Like a five-quart jug of Napa Full Synthetic Motor Oil for just $16.49. With savings like that, you may start feeling like a VIP. But don't let it go to your head. These oil deals are for everyone. Quality parts, helpful people. That's Napa know-how. Napa know-how. General States pricing. Sales prices not include applicable state local taxes or recycling fees. Offer ends 831.20. Stay little chico, pit bull, Mr. 305, better said Mr. Worldwide, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, From Negative to Positive, brought to you by my friends over at State Farm. I believe that to have success, you got to play the game, so that the game doesn't play you. You know, the biggest risk you take is not taking one. It's very important that you make sure that you make the most out of your money, especially when it comes to insurance. State Farm offers surprisingly great rates. They have great agents standing by helping you personalize your coverage. All this is backed up by award-winning, easy-to-use technology. It's a great price with an even greater service. When you want the real deal, like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus. Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.